Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. All right, on our Friday fourth and final hour, Joe Biden thinks you are a threat. That's right. You are the problem. You are a threat to America. In his first campaign ad of 2024, Joe Biden says the real problem is not the economy. It's not the border. It's you. That's right. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Thanks for being here today. A lot of fun on a Friday. Always appreciate your time and attention to the program. So, you know, when you have no message, (laughs) when you can't run on the economy, when you can't talk about what you've done for national security, when you can't talk about what you've done for world peace or what you've done to uh, ensure America's energy independence or to bring down the price of gas or, or anything else that matters to Americans, you have to then turn to the other strategy, which is to scare the bejesus out of them. That's what they that's I mean, that's what the Biden campaign is doing. They have no message right now. I mean, if you were to sit around with some of the brightest minds in the Democrat Party, they would tell you that this is such a mistake because the polling shows it's not working. I mean, the polling shows that it's not working. When, when James Carville's group looked at Democrat voters, they're not even buying this crap. You know, they're not, they're not even buying this. So you have a president of the United States of America who has failed completely in every aspect. But maybe, just maybe, You'll be so terrified of the mega extremist threat that you will still vote for him because you are motivated by fear, not by hope or optimism for a better tomorrow, not because you are happy with the way things are, because you're terrified of what tomorrow brings. And this is what he's going to do on the high holy day of the left, January 6th, tomorrow. Oh, happy January 6th Eve, by the way. Are, what are you doing tonight for January 6th Eve? Are you storming any buildings tonight? Uh, no. No, knocking over any bike racks for old time's sake. Nothing, just having a normal night. Yeah, I know. How about tomorrow for the high holy day of the left? Are you going to be ransacking anything? No, not so much. Rocking your furry horns, your Chewbacca outfit. See, the left wants everyone to believe that every day in America is January 6th. And that that any moment now, another insurrection will break out. And they use, of course, that term deliberately because that's how they want to bar Trump from being on the ballot is by giving aid and comfort to those who have participated in an insurrection. Boy, it'd be nice if they could run on giving Americans hope and opportunity, prosperity, 
take credit for something, but they have none of those things. So the message is, you better be afraid. Be very, very afraid. Here we go. There's an extremist movement that does not share the basic beliefs in our democracy. All of us are being asked right now, what will we do to maintain our democracy? History's watching. The world is watching. Most important, our children and grandchildren will hold us responsible. The vice president and I have supported voting rights since day one of this administration. And I ask every American to join me in this cause. Because you are terrified. That's Biden's. And of course, it has images of, of uh, the people down at Charlottesville with their, t- with their tiki torches and their khakis. And it's got images of January 6th and, 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 and all of this. All of this. So, um, you know, I mean, obviously, when you are looking at, at, at why things are happening the way they are, like, for example, there's a massive FBI, uh, FBI raid that's being conducted uh, to find a January 6th protester in New Jersey, in Middlesex County, New Jersey. And do they need to do this with this show of force? Absolutely not. But they th- remember, th- this is the same FBI that went into Jeffrey Epstein's townhouse, opened the safe with a saw, saw images of child pornography, CDs and binders, and left, and left it all there, and didn't get a search warrant for four days, even though they could have had a federal judge on the phone in a matter of seconds, really, minutes at most, and then it it all disappeared. Same FBI. This FBI now with a massive manhunt going on in Middlesex County, New Jersey, we're really patrolling the whole property, looking for the suspect, yet to find that uh, suspect. And again, the FBI is asking that if you know anything about the location of Gregory Yetman, please call the FBI field office in Newark at 973-792-3000. And live in Middlesex County, Tom's Wire, Chapter 4. Adam, back to you. Okay, yeah, we see that tactical team armed there going in to search a shed in Middlesex County. Tom's Wire over the scene in Chopper 4. Thank you, Tom. We'll keep- and it does, they, they're all in their, in their military fatigues. I mean, it looks like an, an army invasion is what it is. It looks like an army invasion, but it's just the FBI showing their, you know, their, their power and their prowess because they have to, if, if you're, look, if you're going to keep telling everybody that at any moment now, any moment, there's going to be another January 6th, you got you to gotta show some force if you're going to get a January 6th protester. Even if the man is not a threat, it doesn't matter. You have to show force. This is a show. Al Sharpton says, Claudine Gay's resignation is an attack on all minorities. DEI will not die. Now, they should, they should change the letters around so it's die. And they could say, die will not die. See, right now, it's diversity, equity, and inclusion, DEI. They should change it to diversity, inclusion, and equity, die. So then they could go, die will not die. Die will not die. And it would just sound better. I think this is what happened here. Oh, we got the uh, little audio delay in the processing. That's all right. I mean, does anyone want to really care what Al Sharpton has to say? Probably not, right? But it, but that was those were the chants. DEI will not die. DEI will not die. DEI will not die. So die, die, die. Die, die, die. I'll tell you the other thing, too, which, I, which I'm always amazed at, when it comes to all this nonsense is that the border is wide open. We have this invasion going on at the Southern border and nobody's taking responsibility for any of it. Uh, n- nothing, not the secretary of Homeland security, not the president of the United States. Nobody, nobody's taking responsibility. All they're doing is blaming Greg Abbott for everything, blaming Greg Abbott for everything. 
And when they do this, they are exposing the fact that they don't want the problem to change. They don't want it to be fixed. They, they, they want open borders. They're happy with what's happening. They have no intention of doing anything about it. And so they're not going to because they are fine with what's happening at the southern border. But somebody's got to get blamed because obviously it's not popular with the American people. So if you want to know why they keep blaming Greg Abbott, it's because some somebody always has to get blamed in politics for something. You know what I mean? Some Somebody always has to get blamed in politics for something. And if you look at the situation and you understand what people are saying, they don't like the open borders, they're not happy about it, but the president has no intention of changing it, of fixing the problem, so then the blame for what's happening has to be shifted over to the governor of Texas. Now, they went to uh, Fox News this morning, went to, to uh, Eagle Pass, Texas, and they met with voters. You know, they do that thing where they go and they talk to voters at diners and things like that. And I think, I think getting the pulse on diners is very important. There was a guy, a candidate years ago, a congressman in New Jersey named Bob Franks, and he was famous for these diner tours he used to do. He ran for uh, senator and governor, and he was a great guy. He used to, he's since passed away. He, he would go to these diners and just talk to people and campaign, and that was his thing. That was what he was known for. Very popular, the diner tours. You do get a real pulse of the people when you go to these places. And there's no question about that. Here's the exchange from Fox News this morning. Go ahead. Sir, how bad is the economy? I mean, we live in, in the great state of Texas, but it's even in Texas as well, right? Oh, absolutely. I uh, I cannot recall a time. I'm not that old, but I'm not that young. And, and I cannot recall a time anywhere in my lifetime that so many Americans have been hit so hard. You have married couples, two paying jobs, and, you know, it's like, where is all the money going? Because I can remember a time... I I can't remember a time five years ago under Donald Trump, life was much, much better. Mm -hmm. Uh, And all of a sudden we get this other guy in office, I won't say any names, but uh, uh, things are just so hard just to make ends meet. And it's it's just a wonder what is happening to our economy. America, this should not be like this. This should not be like this. A lot of people agree with you as well. Um, Uh Uh-huh. That's right. Uh Uh-huh. You see, a lot of people do agree. He's right. Lawrence uh, Jones is not wrong. He's not wrong on this on this fact. But think about it, though. If everybody's upset about the economy and everybody's upset at the border and they know that it's Joe Biden's problem, they know that it's Joe Biden's fault, then don't you think that the strategy of blaming somebody makes sense? And then turning around and then and then saying that you have to absolutely 100% be afraid of Donald Trump. Because if you're, if you're unhappy with the way things are, And we turn around and try to tell you, hey, listen, you can change things. You can make a change in November. You actually can change things. It doesn't have to be like this. It doesn't have to be like this if you don't want it to be. You you don't have to. This can change. But if you terrify the bejesus out of them, then maybe they're afraid of making a change because they think it might be even worse. So this is from Grabian. They did a supercut. Warning if uh, this is this is the media now warning that if uh, Donald Trump is reelected, basically every bad thing you could ever imagine happening will happen in this country. Every bad thing that could ever happen in the United States of America, if Donald Trump is reelected, will happen. And don't forget, too, as we as we play this, that this is the only message that they have. I mean, they don't have another message. It's not like they have something that they can turn around and say, well, you know, we 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 really just believe that it would be a 
better if Joe Biden were president because Joe Biden's doing such a great job and he's just phenomenal. We know everybody likes it. And so every bad thing that you can imagine happening could possibly happen if Donald Trump is president of the United States of America, if he's reelected president. And let's take a listen to that. What would a second Donald Trump term look like? Well, he cannot be the next president um, it, it, because if he is. You can't imagine the things that he's going to do. Mexico, Canada. We can't go to Canada because eventually Canada will become annexed to America. And shoot visitors to the White House. Yeah, that means he can shoot the first lady. We're going to see violence, the likes of which we didn't even see on January 6th make it illegal to run against him, to throw his opponents in jail, to shut down the media. He will make himself into the Fuhrer and he will make everybody raise their hand and salute him. Using martial law against the American people. Terminate the Constitution. To rewrite the Constitution. Create mass internment camps. Throw everyone into Gitmo. Might be sent to jail or their rights might be suppressed, especially minority groups in society. You might have any number of things happen to you and your family. Every one of us our freedom, our liberty, none of us is safe. It's going to have people around him executing against an enemy's list. Assassinate generals. Ordering troops uh, to um, attack American citizens. Trump's very well-armed and extremist base will try to kill people. He's going to basically burn the house down. He will unravel the institutions of our democracy. Draw similarities between Mussolini and Hitler. Adolf Hitler and Benito Mussolini. Makes Donald Trump even more dangerous. Wants to take Take away your vote. Senate and the House are immediately going to be paralyzed. People will begin in their minds to censor themselves. They might say, well, maybe I shouldn't say this. This is the end of democracy. I think that could be the end of our democracy. What's so far your favorite part? I think think for me, it's Michael Cohen saying that he'll make everybody salute him like the Fuhrer. I I think that might be my favorite part of all this. That he'll make everybody salute him like the Fuhrer. Why did he do that the first time around? I mean, again, this is the thing about, about dictators. Most dictators like to dictate. And as part of dictating, they don't like to give up their power. You know, I mean, you're a crappy dictator if you give up your power and you're like, all right, I, you don't want me to stay, I, I'll leave. Like, dictators don't do that. Dictators turn around and go, oh, you want me to leave? Well, then I'm going to kill you. But Trump left. But now they're saying if he gets back in, even though he left the first time, then he'll be a dictator. Oh, then he'll really be a dictator this time around. You see? The first time around, uh, well, sure, he was just like every other president. He left to the end of his term. And, you know, he disagreed with the election results. But th- but the next time, it's going to be the Reichstag. And he is going to make everybody salute him like the Fuhrer and kill people and kill generals and execute people. And every and everyone will be in Gitmo. Everyone, which I'm looking forward to. I'm, I want to be in Gitmo. The food there I heard is great. The weather in Cuba is beautiful. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So I'm not upset with by that in any way, shape, or form. But so far, what's your favorite part of this craziness? It's not over yet. This is just getting warmed up here. 
democracy is dead if Trump is reelected. Cozy up to Putin that democracy will be at risk. The absolute destruction of the Justice Department as we know it. The Justice Department could be entirely transformed. I am really concerned about that. Every person who was associated with the attempted coup elevated in the administration. If he's reelected, he will curb transgender rights. The end of the rule of law. Arrest political opponents to persecute, not prosecute, but persecute his enemies. Take a re- you know, like you're doing to him, for example, like you're doing to him and everybody uh, <laughs> around him like, like that. You mean like what this president's doing? The, these are some of the best of the best, too. You got Nicole Wallace in there, Joe Scarborough, Al Sharpton, a uh, bunch of losers on CNN. I don't even know their names. But this is you see, w- w- when I tell you that there's a coordination between the government, the corporate media and big tech, the unholy triad. This is what I mean. It, the, Joe Biden's going to give a speech tomorrow about white supremacy and domestic violent extremism. I opened this 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 monologue by playing for you Joe Biden's campaign ad, which is all about scaring the bejesus out of you. You see what I mean? If you understand how the media will then repeat the message for corporate media, for the government, and then big tech's going to go right along with this, with the exception of, of, of Twitter, X, Elon Musk's platform, they're going to go right along with it too. And then they'll work with the government because of so-called election interference and blah, 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 blah. And they'll do all that. But it's, it is it is a coordinated message that is from the government to corporate media to big tech. And then it's all repeated ad infinitum. Joe Biden's message is, you better be scared. I have nothing to offer you but fear. And that fear should outweigh everything that I'm doing, everything that I'm talking about and everything else. And then the media goes right along with it. To the rule of law. He's going to make the law. Everyone else will have to follow. The vote for Donald Trump uh, may mean the last election that you ever get to vote in. To go after the independent and free parts of American civic life. That was Liz Cheney who said the last election you'll ever get to vote for. Is Trump going to live forever? I mean, does, does he have the, the Tesseract or something? I'm just trying to understand. What do they think is going to happen? Like he's, he's going to live to be a thousand or something and... Never give up power. I mean, at some point, he's mortal like everybody else, isn't he? And don't you think other people are going to want to be president too? Don't you think other people in his orbit want to be president too? Again, his cabinet, maybe his vice president. At some point, they're going to shove him aside too because they want power. How does he exactly... Well, because that's what Hitler did. Now, Hitler, they staged the, the, the Reichstag fire, the big fire, and then they were able to get unified, complete power for Hitler because the president of Germany at the time was a total wuss bag and Hitler became the the the, the supreme leader. I, I That's what they're telling you is going to happen here in America. The only thing is, though, I don't see the Congress voting to give Donald Trump supreme power and terminating the United States Constitution. I don't, I mean, do you? They have a hard time naming a post office. Let's, let's, let's just be honest. You think you're going to get the United States Congress to go like it doesn't matter what Trump does, like what he stages, if he were to do something like that. Do you do you see our Congress going along with making him the supreme leader for life indefinitely and that everybody has to salute him? It's such a ridiculous fantasy. And most people don't pay attention to this nonsense. The people that do are the diehards and this feeds them. This is their their sugar baby. You know what I mean? This is what they need to get through the day. They hear this stuff and they think to themselves, oh yeah, 
I can make it through the weekend, all right? Because everybody, they, they, it, they, it, it fuels them. Their rage and their fear, it fuels them. Let's keep going with this. It's great. Paradox down our institutions, purge the government of employees. Department by department effort to weaponize the powers of the government. To use the military to quash protests. Reading the government of all democratic safeguards. Junking American democracy as we have always known it. That he would try to stay in office beyond a second term. That he would never leave office. There's no question. Trump is reelected. He won't leave. Donald Trump will never leave office voluntarily. And what that means? Why did he leave last time? Again, why did he leave the last time? I don't understand this. If he's not going to, if he's not going to leave this time, why, did, why, why, why is it? Why are we still? Why aren't we talking about him still being president? Then this is what I mean. He's not a very good dictator. Dictators don't leave. They don't leave and go. Can I come back, please? I, you know, I mean, I was in power, but I gave it up, and now I'd like to come back, and then I'm really going to keep power. Name me a dictator who left voluntarily, and then came back and became a dictator. I'll wait. I'll I'll wait. All right. That everybody who wants us to remain a republic has to put every other thing aside and work together urgently right now to stop that from happening. So you put everything else aside, put the economy aside, the border aside, put it all aside. Do you understand? Put it all aside and focus on the fear. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. It is our fourth and final hour on a Friday. Happy Friday. Is the pizza on the way? Better be on the way. We're coming right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. Now, I don't know about you, but as we continue along on a Friday, I've got one question for you, which is, do you think King Philip the Unaccountable is getting joy out of loading buses of migrants and sending them back to New York City? Because I think he's enjoying it very, very much. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here today. 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Uh, so King Philip the Unaccountable, his royal rugness, pictures show New Jersey cops putting migrants on New York City-bound trains as the beef between the states heats up, according to the New York Post. I love that the king, he... He and uh, in New York, they're having this little battle over something then in uh, called congestion pricing, which would affect, well, North Jerseyans who commute into New York City. And because New York City is strapped for cash, obviously, and wants to try to, well, and they hate cars, too. They hate cars. They hate anybody who brings a car in. So they want to make your life miserable. 
So they have this whole lawsuit going on over this congestion pricing thing. And the exclusive photos from the New York Post show how New Jersey is systematically shepherding asylum seekers onto New York City-bound trains in the middle of the night. As Mayor Eric Adams' plea for neighboring municipalities to help with the migrant crisis falls on deaf ears. The images captured New Jersey transit cops escorting migrants arriving in Trenton from Texas off their buses and onto trains bound from Manhattan's Penn Station, from where they then head to the city's main intake center. <laughs> this is hysterical. I mean, it really is. The, um, His Royal Highness, King Philip the Unaccountable, by, by doing so uh, in order to send these illegal immigrants there to New York City is just loving this, isn't he? He's loving this. It really is. He's loving this. Queensboro President Donovan Richards said New Jersey absolutely should do something. Garden State, another state where Phil Murphy said he wanted to be the California of the East Coast, where they promised to bring asylum to the state of New Jersey as well, make the whole state an asylum state. They don't want these people. You think the king wants these filthy people walking around? He already has to deal with you peasants. You think King Philip the Unaccountable wants more dirty, dirty, filthy people walking in his kingdom? Absolutely not. New Jersey is going to have to be part of the solution. Are you going to put people on trains to New York forever? What if the migrants refuse to get on the train? Is New Jersey going to arrest them? I don't know, but maybe they'll have a civil war between New York and New Jersey. I just, I think it's adorable. I really do how none of these Democrat states want these illegal immigrants, even though all their, all their leaders, all their elected officials were the ones who absolutely 100% supported these, the policies that led us to get here and still support the guy in the White House who's doing nothing about the border. New Jersey transit cops met them as they get off the bus and provided them with it. So the buses were sent to Jersey from Texas. And then the New Jersey transit cops met them, provided them with instructions before leading them to a transit center and put them on board Manhattan-bound trains at around 11.20 p.m. How long until the left compares this to the uh, Gestapo putting Jews on trains in Nazi Germany? How long do you think until they do that? Maybe they already have. It's very possible they already have. I'm sure Joe Scarborough this morning was probably already going on about America. Mega, this is echoes of uh, Berlin in uh, 1933. Loading people onto trains, Mika. The trains arrived at New York's Penn Station around 2.30 a.m. Thursday. From there, the migrants got into waiting cars that transport them to the Roosevelt Hotel in Manhattan. The hotel served as the primary intake center for more than the 162,000 migrants who've arrived in the five boroughs since spring of 2022, primarily from Texas, after illegally crossing the United States-Mexico border. Adams began cracking down on charter bus companies bringing migrants from the Lone Star State to New York City by issuing an executive order limiting when and where they can drop off their passengers. How is that legal, by the way? How is that executive order constitutional in in any way, shape, or form? The companies instead started dropping off asylum seekers in New Jersey towns, prompting local officials to start organizing their transfers to Manhattan. Yeah, it's uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, Jersey going... We don't want you here. And New York City has much to offer. It really is a mecca of entertainment and enlightenment. And it never sleeps. It's a city that never sleeps. So if you can make it there, kid, you can make it anywhere. New York. I'm not going to sing. It's Friday night. The companies instead started dropping them off. Um, and, and they say, quote, it has worked so far from our perspective, but not from Mayor Eric Adams' perspective. Said Trenton Mayor Reed Gashora, a Democrat. This is a national problem that needs to be resolved at the national level. Right, at the border is really where it needs to be resolved. Why don't you say that? Why don't you say it needs to be resolved at the border 
They need to shut it down so that they will absolutely stop having people come in. State and local officials in New Jersey said they don't have the resources to handle the influx of migrants. Notice how nobody has the resources, but they all demand open borders, and then they just turn around to Texas and be like, Psh, it's your problem, man. And Texas says, we don't have the resources. They're like, well, we don't care. We don't care. Do it anyway. They also maintain New York has the federal aid to handle the crisis, despite the repeated refusal by the White House in recent months to help the Big Apple cope with the crunch of asylum seekers. New Jersey benefits from New York City. Last time I checked, said the borough president of Queens, a lot of Jersey residents take advantage of jobs in New York. New York doesn't have the resources either. They take advantage of jobs in New York. What's next? New York's going to say you have to be a resident of New York to have a job in New York? That'll go over well. That's funny because I would think if you had a job in New York, you're probably paying taxes there. Some of your money's going to New York or it's reciprocal, whatever the arrangement is, but... I would think the New York's economy benefits from New Jerseyans working there, but what do I know? They just, uh, this little battle is great. At least one New York politician said she doesn't blame New Jersey King, his royal rugness, Philip the Unaccountable, for making sure the asylum seekers spend as little time as possible in the state. So the governor of New Jersey is doing the right thing. He has to protect the people of New Jersey. There'll be a mirror of what's happening in New York. This is a national problem. Right now, it's a free-for-all. We're not a third-world country. The Biden administration needs to do better. That was said by a Democrat councilwoman of Queens. Yeah, you think? Really? And uh, His Royal Highness said, uh, our teams continue to deliberate and speak with the White House. We're obviously monitoring this very closely, they said. Governor Kathy Hochul agreed with Mayor Eric Adams' executive order, which requires bus companies to give the city 32 hours notice before dropping off migrants. But Hochul dodged when asked if she was requesting that the king help share the brunt of the problem by keeping some of the migrants in his state. If they say their destination is New York City, they cannot be held in New Jersey, she said. She also blamed New York City's right to shelter law, which Adams has been pushing to get amended. Now, when you have these woke leftist laws like the right to shelter law, then people start showing up at your doorstep and you don't want them. That makes you look like a giant hypocrite because why did you pass all these feel-good lefty laws if you never intended people to actually take advantage of them? Oh, I know the reason why because it's called virtue signaling. It's the same exact reason why you all became sanctuary cities and now you're all trying to walk it back. You are trying to walk it back and pretend like it's not there. And Mayorkas... He won't even acknowledge uh, how many people are in the United States. He won't disclose the number of illegal immigrants released into the U.S. He claims to know the data, but he won't tell anybody what the data is. That's right. He won't let them know how many people we're talking about. He doesn't want you to know. You're too stupid to know. All right? So don't you worry about it. And he, of course, refuses to accept any responsibility for the crisis at the southern border. He will not accept any responsibility You don't whatsoever. take as an administration or as the head of this department any blame for what we're seeing on the border currently? You don't think those numbers are extraordinary and that it's like the White House says, just the ebb and flow? These numbers are historic. There's eight Rose Bowls full of illegal immigrants that came across the border just since October 1st, Mr. Secretary. Brett. The numbers are historic. The numbers are extraordinarily large. This is something that is not specific to the United States' southern border. 
this is something that we are seeing throughout the hemisphere and throughout the world. We have uh, increase in authoritarian regimes. We have more extreme weather events that are driving people from their homes. Ah, climate change. We have poverty. And America is proving to be prosperous. You don't take it as an administration. They they have climate change. Climate change issues, Brett. You know, there's weather, weather events, and more authoritarian regimes, which, by the way, we're going to have if Donald Trump gets reelected. This is absolutely amazing to me, isn't it? Isn't it amazing how these people take no responsibility for any of their actions? Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 